0: (laughs) The
1: Potential
0: Podcast! (laughs) Reviewing the latest in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more, this is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Taylor Sokol, and joined by my co-host, Chris Tour. This edition of Potential Picks, we are viewing the animated anthology series, Marvel's What If? Created by A.C. Bradley with director Brian Andrews. This is uh, streaming on Disney Plus and based off the Marvel Comics uh, series of the same name within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Very exciting. This is actually the fourth television series now in the MCU produced by Marvel Studios uh, that we've, we've had. And uh, there's a, you know, quite a bit of buzz that we've had about this. And of course, Chris and I talked about this on our Marvel episode. Uh, Chris, why don't you give us a brief uh, synopsis of the series?
1: So before we get into spoilers here, uh, What If is an animated show that essentially gets to explore alternate timelines of a lot of our famous characters from the MCU. Uh, So each episode ponders the question what if such and such happened and what that event would be and it all is centered around the character of the watcher who's voiced by jeffrey wright who is the celestial being that uh kind of like oversees all the events of all the different timelines and so he's kind of this uh, spectral being in the sky who uh is our guide to these vast realities so before we continue this is your Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. So, of course, we don't want to spoil things if you've actually not seen What If. So, this first season, is nine episodes, and what's really neat was that the ninth episode is accumulation of all the eight episodes before that. But something I think was really cool about this is they, you know, we look at the MCU by now, we've had 25 movies, we've had three live action series obviously there's been other things related to marvel and we know we have a lot more coming up phase four this is a chance just to kind of go bonkers go like just you know ask different questions things that you know no one would expect i think a lot of these episodes were just fun they're all about 30 35 minutes just fun ways to explore the possibilities of what else could have happened in marvel if that choice had been made because a lot of these Uh, questions of these episodes are things that could viably have happened. Um, Some are a little far-fetched because they wouldn't really make sense with the movies. Uh, You know, for example, like what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? I wouldn't really plan out then the rest of the, you know, like you have to have Peter Quill be that character. But I think a lot of these are fun and it was a neat way to bring back a lot of characters that have either passed or just to bring back. We got a huge chunk of the actual actors from the movies did come back to voice their characters. Not everyone, but a good amount. So Taylor, what are some, like, I mean, just off the, you know, the bat here, some of the names of the people that came back to, to do the voices in this are, I mean, it's a long oh, list. Oh,
0: oh, it's so, so many. And some, you know, very small roles, actually, that weren't even big ones, but I mean, you got Haley Atwell playing, you know, Picky Carter again, Sebastian Stan, Bucky, Uh, Dominic Cooper playing Howard Stanley Tucci um, you got Toby Jones um, some of the big names we got Samuel Jackson
1: Jeremy Renner
0: we also some of um, you know Kurt Russell Benicio Del Toro Josh Brolin um, and then some of the – some even the smaller roles. I mean, you know, Sean Gunn, uh, Clark Gregg playing Phil Coulson. Um, Chris you know,
1: Sullivan playing Taserface again. Yeah,
0: exactly. Leslie Bibb who played, you know, Benedict Wong. So the the list goes on and on. And then some really um, – some very decent voice work for some uh, voice imitators who kind of did their own take on there. I think one of the big highlights, though, that I think we were very excited about, I think the world was excited of Marvel, that we had Chadwick Boseman. This was the last project that he got to work on, and he was a big recurring character throughout the series.
1: Yeah, he got to come in for quite a few episodes, and it was exciting just to hear him again, get to see his take on T'Challa once again, and but not as Black Panther. Uh, for this entire series, T'Challa was Star-Lord, uh, which again brings up to the whole point of the, the what-if uh, wonders. But yeah, we had what if Peggy Carter, you know, Captain Carter was the first Avenger. So what if she took the serum instead of uh, Steve and seeing how a lot of this, that first episode I think was just so fun to see like her kicking butt. I love the shield has like the British flag on it instead of like, you know, more of like the American symbol. It was neat to see, where they could spin some of the stories that were, you know, kind of following the events of what that movie's based off of, but then playing in the angles of like, what would be different if this character was to do it and not, and like Steve was still a small skinny man. Cause obviously he didn't get to have the transformation and having this whole hydra stomper in that episode, I thought was really cool. Something that obviously we see later because that's essentially what Tony makes to escape the the desert cave in that first Iron Man movie. Of course, we have to give a shout out once again to uh, <laughs> Ross marcon from you know Walking Dead, who obviously he did replace Hugo Weaving to do the voice of Red Skull for uh, Infinity War and Endgame, and he's back here as Red Skull in this. Um, and I thought it was just, just a cool like first episode. And again. I think something that really was smart about this series was the animation style is really really cool.
0: Yeah, it's very unique. It's got a little bit of that realistic, well it it yeah, kind of photorealistic, but yeah, so you're getting the references to very, you know, the MCU movies, but also that kind of American style illustration.
1: Um and then we had what it's yeah, T'Challa became Star- a Star-Lord. So, obviously, in Guardians of the Galaxy, we know the young Peter Quill, after seeing his mom pass from cancer, he runs out to the lawn. He's really angry. Then the giant ship takes him away, and that's how the movie starts. This had a similar thing, but it was T'Challa being angry at his parents and running out uh, you know, in Africa, and then him being taken up and him becoming Star-Lord, essentially. And that was really, really funny. It also was just like, I think that episode outdid the first one only because so many actors came back to voice, and we had, you know, like we just got through Endgame where Thanos was the ultimate evil, and then Thanos was like joining the team, and, like you know, it was it was it was so weird to see who paired up, and then having this kind of like giant fight with the Collector.
0: I know where he's like u- Uber Collector. He's always he like, buff. buff.
1: <laughs> I was like, Minisha Diesel was not that buff in Guardians of the Galaxy movies. But uh, <laughs> that was just like really neat to see how they kind of expanded uh, a lot of the like who's with who and, you know, even have a nebula had like hair in that episode. Like, I thought there was some fun new changes that they did with that.
0: And it's kind of funny because it just kind of showed like the goodness of T'Challa, like what he did. Like, he, because he, because that happened, he stopped, th- he talked Thanos out of mass genocide, you know, and things like that. And, and also, I just, I just, think you know what he he kind of became a robin hood um as character with the ravagers and i think it's like well peter quill has <laughs> did really not a lot of good with his life <laughs> it's just kind of like showed the um uh, the redundancy of uh, star lord <laughs>
1: which i think i think they play out to be that you can see how good the guardians are something that really helps peter quill get to what he's going to be one day which is a hero and gamora is a big part of that but without that he's yeah just a thief doing what's best for him and i thought at that point we thought that was the only episode that chaw was going to be in so it was very like a heartwarming episode for him but luckily he does come back later um and then i think a really unique episode was episode three what if the world lost its mightiest heroes uh this was a really dark episode where all the avengers kept dying off like one by one um and even like like (laughs) thor like is taken out by an arrow accidentally by Hawkeye, Clinton Barton. And then like the Hulk at one point, uh starts <laughs> to expand into some giant blob and then just like explodes.
0: That actually was really funny. I started laughing. Yeah.
1: And you're like, what the hell is going on? Also
0: kind of funny because this was the, you know, everything's playing out in the MCU with this, except we get a uh, Mark Ruffalo playing the Hulk uh, that replaced Edward Norton. So I think that was kind of, uh, you you know, interesting how they did that.
1: But finding this whole dark spin of uh, Hank Pym has gone off the deep end uh, because he he misses, uh, you know, his wife and then the death of his daughter, Hope. So he's basically gone rogue and <laughs> goes off and is killing all the Avengers, uh, but is eventually uh, taken down, defeated as a combo of Nick Fury with the help of Loki, uh, which I thought that was such a cool fight scene. Uh, having all these like multiple Nick Furies because obviously Loki can do projection magic. Um, and it, it was just like a dark turn. Cause you really think about it because of the suit that Ant-Man has, because he can go so small, there's always, you know, that was kind of the, essentially the threat of the first movie was the, the yellow jacket suit. If someone could use it the right way, they could shrink down, enter someone's body and just expand and kill them instantly.
0: It's kind of funny. That's been the joke that what? <laughs> uh, yeah. Ant yeah, gonna- Man could have taken out Thanos. Uh, You know uh, right up the booty hole yeah right up the booty hole (laughs) a little invasive (laughs) uh but yes um and it was really cool because then you know um we get to see you know at the end where uh uh-oh if uh loki had his way you know that's how he would have ruled earth early on anyway
1: and then i think an episode that no one was expecting but i think was one of the best episodes of the season uh was what if dr strange lost his heart instead of his hands Something I think that maybe was a hint at what's to come for the character in the live action MCU. This was a really dark episode where Christine is in the car crash that starts Doctor Strange, which is the infamous car crash that obviously he gets injured in. And then he loses the, you know, all his hands are broken up so badly and all the surgeries. Then eventually he goes and, you know, finds comatage and has to, you know, fate from that point on. If Christine was in the car with him and she died, how how he gets so obsessed with the idea of maybe I could go back in time and fix that, and he he never can, and he tries over and over and over again.
0: Oh yeah, it's just that it's it's a, it was a great, um, and I think what you know I'll I'll probably say this again, but what what I really liked about this series kind of reminded me of very like very Twilight Zone esque, and this was very uh, Twilight Zone esque, and it kind of reminded me of the time machine where he goes back in time so many times to to save his wife, and he can't because you find out this is a fixed point, that if that doesn't happen, then he doesn't get those powers. It's that whole paradox thing.
1: And it got into some really cool stuff where, you know, he ends up going to this kind of, like, uh, hidden library in this dark dimension, and he starts to, like, gain all these really dark powers, uh, a lot which have these, like, crazy mystical beings of, like, you know, like, it's like a, a a tentacle and then like this thing. And he, he starts to like become like a super dark version of Dr. Strange and then ends up fighting each other, which I thought was a really dark turn. And the way the episode ended was like just sad. Like there was no happy ending. It was like he failed. He just tried and he's left knowing that he never is able to fix the fact that Christine dies. And so it was one that I was like, you know, we've 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 seen the use of the time stone, and especially how Doctor Strange ended, where he uses it to his advantage to, um, you know, win the day. But it also just shows that there are some things you just can never fix in time. Some things are set, and I wonder if that's going to play into are we getting a dark version of Doctor Strange coming up for the multiverse of madness? You know, which is some people are hinting is possibly. Who that is in no way home is not actually doctor strange and maybe you know who knows i gotta tell you i am ready for a complete version of the zombie episode into a full-fledged live-action movie
0: a rated r version too
1: <laughs> gory i think it's time this was a great episode uh we did get peter parker it wasn't tom holland but the guy did a great job who voiced him uh but just imagining if there was a <laughs> A zombie apocalypse in the world and what if some of our marvel heroes who've been turned still have their powers but they're zombies uh was stellar and there was some really dark scary things in this uh one of my favorite moments was when bucky sees the zombie version of steve as captain america and he starts to fight him and then and he throws the shield and they're like on a subway train he throws a shield and it cuts the zombie in half and then he falls off the, the train. I thought that was like so cool, but I am I would be down to see a full movie of this. I think just as a standalone, like what if kind of like live action, get all the actors back if they could, that'd be awesome.
0: I think it would be pretty surreal. And I think it had some good, like fun moments, but it was very horrific. And I did like with, um, when we had vision where he's keeping Wanda alive by like, you know, feeding humans to the, so it was like really like what is happening here. So that was, I really enjoyed that quite a bit.
1: And zombie Thanos. No, <laughs> the you gauntlet, the very, you're like, like, okay,
0: we're all screwed.
1: <laughs> so you can just make more zombies. Um, but that was also a neat episode. It was the first time uh, any of our Spider-Man, you know, obviously we've had Tom Holland and we're waiting to see if we're going to get more with no way home, which is kind of the big rumor right now. It was the first time he ever brought up uncle Ben in anything MCU-related, um, which I wonder if they're going to tackle that more for No Way Home because we haven't had that. But then we got on to what if Killmonger had rescued Tony Stark in, uh, you know, in the deserts in Afghanistan at the beginning of Iron Man and if he would have worked his way up to kind of being a partner of Tony Stark and eventually, you know, when all that technology was made... Uh, you know, we got we got to put a thing of, you know, we got to put all these robots to save the world if he then would have used it to dastardly deeds, obviously, because Killmonger, his whole thing about, you know, we need technology to save our people uh, who've been suffering all around the world. And he he still has that dark nature to him. So, um, I mean, he's, he still kills Tony in this, which has actually been a funny thing about this whole show. People keep uh, bagging on. Why is it every episode Tony Stark dies in every single episode of What If? Um, he's either dead or he gets killed. Um, but I liked that they got Michael B. Jordan back. And I think, you know, a lot of people liked his character a lot in Black Panther. And there are rumors that he could come back in Black Panther too. Um, I mean, I thought he was dying at the end there. He had that, you know, he, he did shove that thing further into himself, uh, the dagger, but it it was a, a, a cool episode to see like some things again are, are never going to change no matter what. And um and the guy the guy who does tony stark actually i think he does a pretty good he is a pretty good robert Downey junior um for not being exactly um, uh, the guy himself but uh, we had what if thor were an only child
0: yeah which is after a, a slew of really depressing and sad episodes we get a really this was goofy. hilarious I mean, this was yeah cuz <laughs> thor becomes so you know not having um not having loki as a brother and loki raised by the frost giants um, <laughs> Thor becomes this really, you know, pretty boy kind of like Prince Charming, yes, because he's not, he's all like clean shaven and he's just like you know having a ball. And then he turns Earth into his kind of playground, and it kind of plays off as this great um, rom com with him and Jane Foster, uh, which is <laughs> which is so great that it's like oh aliens attack and they're uh, here to party. Uh, and of course we get so many. Um, great characters back and uh, all all kind of the characters you know from guardians and whatnot and um I do love you know that even though that they're raised by different uh families uh, him and Loki have this great brother brotherhood
1: yeah Loki's back but he's you know the way he would have been raised if he had stayed uh you know being raised by Laffy and he's this giant you know of course he's a frost giant um and they like they have this whole like great bromance. And I just love that. It definitely was, it, it shows that like at this point of what Thor would have been in the first movie, he, he is this like party boy, like just egotistical guy. He's just like very, let's have fun. And before he would start to go through the path where he loses everything over the course of several movies, which, you know, ties into where he's at the end of end game. And this had, you know, Captain Marvel back and Captain Marvel fighting Thor, for a good chunk of the episode with some really good action. But again, just showing that Thor's hammer is only for those who are worthy Captain Marvel, not worthy, Uh, which by the end, he puts it back down on her chest and like, you know, stay. Um, I thought that was, that was great. Uh, And it shows that Thor is still like, he has a long way to go, Um, you know, which I think is what they're going to play more into in season two. But the way that episode ended was all of a sudden out of nowhere, this Ultron looking character of a vision came out and it was like vision with like Ultron armor and it had all six infinity stones. And you were like, Oh, uh, what? Yeah, exactly. So what if the last two episodes really tying together and the last episode is kind of a combination of the entire series of season one, but you know, Avengers age of Ultron, a lot of people, although they they love the, the acting element, a lot of people don't, they kind of pan that as one of the, the weaker movies. And Ultron is really a villain that can do a lot of damage, being that he can continually upload himself to any kind of technology. And like, you know, he's not really supposed to be as defeatable as he kind of was in that movie. And this is like the ultimate version of Ultron. This is if Ultron had taken the Mind Stone Envision's body gone the way he wanted. Got all the Infinity Stones and basically took out a ton of life. But not only life on our planet starts to realize he can take out life in the multiverse. Which this was trippy when he when he like took notice of the Watcher, and it was like, you know, like, oh, the Watcher. Uh, yeah. he's, he's like, like wait who a minute, are you, you can't, see, you're not supposed to see me. Yeah. And realizing that. Now he has to break his oath and actually step in and do something. And for two characters that we've followed for this entire MCU that don't have superpowers are just good at kicking butt having Natasha and Clint kind of be the leaders for this final two episodes to kind of save, you know, to find out what's going to be the thing that's going to help them save the end of the day. I thought that was a smart choice because it just shows like, we don't need people with power. We need people with brains and, and getting the job done.
0: And how many times did we look back uh, I'm like, oh, these guys can't do anything. They have no powers. Um, yeah.
1: And so them having to figure out, oh, we can go find Zola and getting Zola back here. And knowing that because he is a kind of a more ancient form of technology, he actually, the stuff that he made that we first saw in uh, Winter Soldier, that program could actually be injected into an Ultron and it would take him out from the inside. And so that was kind of a cool thing. that they are like, like, all right, we have to get this onto an arrow if we can shoot it at Ultron. And the big ending episode of kind of getting this dream team, uh, the Guardians of the Multiverse, was really, really cool. Uh, something that you know, I don't think we're ever going to obviously see in a movie form, uh, but having the, the Supreme version, Doctor Strange, Captain Carter, Star-Lord, a.k.a. T'Challa, Party Thor, Black Panther, Killmonger. And Gomorrah in this, and I mean, this Ultron is so powerful. He shows up and sees Thanos at one point and just cuts him in half uh, <laughs> with a laser like that. And we're like, "Uh, okay." So the whole end fight scene was was a- excellent action. It was just a, a really, really like great cap to the whole season. I thought uh, strong ending, and you know, from what we know, Ultron is defeated. Mm-hmm. At the end, that whole that, that thing was so cool. And Captain Carter like leapt in the air, pulled back his head, and then, you know, Natasha shot the arrow and got it right in the eye. And, you know, obviously the program does its job. And, uh, but then there's that moment where Killmonger almost like tries to get the stones, right? And you're like, no,
0: no this is the exactly- stones are mine.
1: <laughs> this is not what we want. So I love that this kind of cool final power of, of Doctor Strange. Encapsulates them in this like seal, and so it's Ultron and Killmonger kind of like trying to get the stones, but they're minimized
0: into little, little tiny, you it's know, like, uh, a little snow globe,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they're left being like, All right, I'll have to watch that, and you know, and they're all going back to their timelines. And so, I feel like this whole season was just a fun way to like mix up the formula. Let's try something new. Give some people their 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 due that haven't got it so far. And it really means that season two could go anywhere. And definitely they've been hinting that season two will follow a lot of the phase four characters. So like we'll probably get more of Shang-Chi that way. The Eternals, Spider-Man, Spider-Man will be back. Um, you know, we'll get to Captain Marvel, more Black Panther, Thor, the guard, you know, anyone can show up. So Overall, I thought the show was a blast. It was just fun. I love following it every week. 30-minute episodes or so. Great voice acting. Animation style was stellar. And I'm excited to see where they can go because they can really pull from anything with the animation, which is nice.
0: Yeah, so I, I think uh, there's going to be a lot of potential for this. And I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. It's um, one heck of a ride. And of course, if you uh, want to go back and revisit this, you can enjoy... Marvel Studios' What If, now streaming on Disney+. And that was this edition of Potential Picks.
1: Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast,
0: or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host,
1: Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember,
0: know, know your, your potential. potential.